Hi there, welcome to Aintree. I know that you are eagerly awaiting our Grand National Chance or No Chance special, which will be along in just a couple of moments' time. But I wanted to draw your attention to a special competition we are running in conjunction with the Jockey Club in Sandown Park, which entitles You and a Friend, Two Badges to Bet365 Finale Gold Cup Day on Saturday the 29th of April in the Premier Lounge, which is about the smartest place you can find on the whole race course. Two free badges are on offer. And in addition, you get two memberships, two annual memberships to Sandown for the remainder of 2023. So quite a prize. All you have to do is fill in your details to enter. And it is thejockeyclub.co.uk forward slash Nick Luck. You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by the Breeders' Cup. Good morning. Welcome to the show. It's Friday, April the 14th. It's Grand National Eve, and you know what that means if you are a regular listener to this podcast. It means Grand National. Chance or no chance? The annual feature where Lydia Hislop and I summarily dismiss the chances of most of the horses that you've been pinning your hopes on for many months. And we've chosen, I think, the most appropriate venue for this year's edition. We're in the Horse and Groom Pub, Mm. high above the the media centre, appropriately (laughs) enough, here at Aintree Racecourse. And you've been promised a pint by the end of this show. It's quite shocking, really, isn't it? I I was expecting some sophisticated glass of plonk, but instead I'm going to be having a pint. A pint of pale ale. I know. I mean, I like a pale ale, but not at this time in the morning. But anyway, don't tell Neil that. Um, It's, and I feel like I'm in my natural environment here, the pub, and so I'm going to put on my best pool face and going to be, I'm going to be quite spiky in Chance or No Chance, which you must know is my favourite day of the entire year. And mine too. Mm. And a, a surprising, I'm always surprised that people listen to this, but um, a surprising amount of requests yes. for it this year. So thank you very much for your, your interaction over the, over the last few days. Now, before we get into that, we are going to have a, a brief canter through what we witnessed yesterday and triumph for the man we got out of bed yesterday morning, Nico de Boinville. My apologies again, Nico. Constitution Hill did what he needed to do and Shishkin won what was a really absorbing bowl. Should we start with Constitution Hill? I listened... I was a bit... A bit sad listening to your interview with Nicky Henderson because he seems to be rowing back on all those all those rather bold plans for the horse. Definitely, yeah, he was. Uh, he was not no longer that. That might no longer be his last race over hurdles. Everything is up for grabs here. So we were expecting he's going to be going novice chasing next season. Now it seems as though another season hurdling is back in the mix. If it is that, it's going to have to be a bolder season, I would suggest, than than this season. I think it's got to involve travelling to Ireland for starters. Um, but it would be interesting to see how he takes to fences. I wonder about the way he hurdles whether fences are going to be his bag, but they'll have to find that out when they school him. And there's a great picture of him head on this morning where he's got his knees up to his chin. Mm. He really picks his feet up. He's so clever. I, I bet Nicola Moinville can't wait to school him over a fence just to see, see what it's like. It might be, of course, that Henderson's doing his Lady Gaga, isn't it? What's his, what's his Lady Gaga? Go on, tell me the rest. Poker face. Oh, I see. I see. I was thinking there were so many. So if many other if Mullins can do it, then Henderson needs to be able to do it, doesn't he? Because he needs to sort of half half wrong foot into everyone into thinking that Constitution Hill is going to be in their division. Yes, yeah, I, I suppose so. I don't think he needs to 
worry about the opposition, though, does he? I mean, that, when, he, when Nicky Henderson has got a good horse, I'm just imagining him now in a meat dress. Um, <laughs> when he's got a good horse... <laughs> He doesn't. He doesn't worry about the opposition, does he? He does actually tend to campaign a, a, a good horse quite aggressively. He did so with uh, Sprinter Sacra. Yeah. You know, the year that he he won at Cheltenham, Aintree, and Punchestown. I mean, very few horses are able to do that. Isterback would have been another. But I mean, that was pretty punchy. Um, if they stay hurdling, I think they'd need to be pretty punchy. And Shishkin was was great, really. Uh, talk about off the ropes again. I know he he ran well enough. At Cheltenham, but to come out and do what he's done over yet another new distance was pretty extraordinary. What did you make of the race as a whole? I loved the race. I thought it was the best race of the day. Did you love the result? Uh, (laughs) I didn't. I mean, I think regular listeners of the podcast would know, and you know, obviously, that I'm a massive a hoist in your fan. Uh, Because I was standing next to you during the race. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I I did. I didn't keep my feelings inside, Um, but I just I I love a hoist in your, and it was great to see him. bouncing back after falling six out at uh, at Cheltenham with a new rider Brian Hughes so I think got a lot a lot out of him and, and that that partnership worked well I was uh, slightly worried going into it nothing to do with Brian Hughes but it's purely just because the hoist is has his quirks has his way of getting over a fence doesn't he and we saw that you know he was untidy all the way around but he's got a powerful gallop and his cruising speed is huge and he had horses very good horses just completely gone uh, we learned a lot more about a Plutar I thought uh, what happened at, the, at Cheltenham was um, inconclusive I, I didn't think he was travelling that well at the time that he was twice virtually brought down in the aftermath of a horse in yours form this time I think we did see that he's nothing like, he's a shadow of the horse that won the Gold Cup in 2022 and it'll be you know, down to Henry de Bromhead and the team to get him back. And then we've got the winner, Shishkin, who immediately he came into the paddock. He was just gliding around. He looked completely different to Cheltenham. And I was doing the paddocks for Racing TV that day with Jonathan, who had seen him at Ascot, which I hadn't. And Jonathan said he looked completely different from Ascot as well. He went to post straightforwardly. It was a begrudging performance almost in the Ryanair, certainly early on. And then he showed his guts to stay on into second. This time around, he needed guts again in order to be able to ro- run down a hoisanure. All right, that was yesterday. Today we've got some wonderful racing featuring the Topham over the Grand National Fences, but enough, we need to press on. This year, drum roll please, 20... It's not bad, we've got sound effects and everything. <laughs> Superb. Randolph's Grand National, 5.15 Saturday, 40 runners are still in the race as we speak. Last one in was Borne by the Sea, there were six eliminations, and we're going to play Chance or no chance and we'll start with a horse who was third two years ago second last year any second now for mark walsh and no relation ted yes i'm chalking my cue pull face on no chance oh straight away to the solar plexus chance for me and I'm going to spoil it straight away. This is my pick for the race. Oh my goodness, is it really? I, I, can, I can see the argument. I was trying to build myself up in the car as to what I would do. So like, I feel like he's a year older. Surely there are younger, better weighted, more progressive horses. I think he comes into this race with his form not quite as proven as last year. He's higher than last year. But I think this race is not as deep as last year. And clearly he's a specialist. But so I said I'm going to go punchy. No chance. Straight away, Lydia, punchy, no chance. I say chance any second now. Indeed, he is my pick for the race. Noble Yates, last year's winner, defending champion Sean Bowen now, not Sam Whaley-Cohen. No chance. No chance for me either. (laughs) I I just think I get £19 higher and he, he kind of turned the way that you should run a national on its head last year. But 
he's going to need a lot of luck to be able to do that on a much higher mark this time around, I think. And you, know, he's, you know what happened last year? We both said no chance. He won. I know, I know. So they'll, they'll be delighted. That's, that's got to be a good omen for them. But yeah, he, I mean, the cheek pieces helps last year. First time application. They're stuck with him this time around. He's losing his position mid-race for me and staying there. Swan song for Davy Russell on Galvin. No chance. No chance. Fury Road, John Joe O'Neill Jr. for Gordon Elliott, who's won the race three times before. No chance. No chance. He won't stay, will he? I don't think so. I think you'll need to start now. The big dog for Peter Fahey and Aidan Coleman. Lovely horse. Does tend to make a very big error. No chance. I'll give him a little bit of a chance. Little I, bit I'm of a sorry, chance. This is chance or no chance. There's no little bit of a chance here. You can't. You can't. It's, it's either one or the other. Not chance. The chance. The big dog's got a chance. Okay. okay. Oh. <laughs> Capadano. No chance. Chance. Uh, mistakes. Yes, he's a little careful, a little slow, but I've got to give him a chance on the basis that he just could be the gold cup horse that Willie Mullins thinks he is. And if he gets round, then he's got a chance. I don't see him as a gold cup horse, personally. I thought he won a lesser grade one at Punchestown. Um, he's not had a straightforward season, so yeah, no chance. A bit of Danny Mullins magic, please, for Capadano. Keith Donoghue gets the ride on Delta Work, last year's third. Another one for Gordon Elliott. Chance. Chance again. I think yeah. he might be better this time. Yeah, I think uh, I watched him very closely last year. He jumped a little bit scruffily, which he did, d does do with conventional fences, and he got intimidated out of a position at Beach's first time round. And then he was just in the wrong place all the way around, and I think he finished with quite a bit left. He also made quite a big move late on. I think it'd be a lot better with a whole season focused on this race. Okay, Sam Brown. I say no chance. No chance. If the rain fell, I'd have given him a bit of a chance off the wind operation, but it hasn't. Lifetime ambition, Jessica Harrington. This would be a, a popular success. Sean O'Keefe takes the ride. Uh, could win the top and won't win the Grand National. Won't stay? No, won't stay, no chance. Okay, no chance. Carefully selected, Michael O'Sullivan for Willie Mullins. I'm going to say no chance. Interesting. I'm going to say chance, but uh, I, I do wonder, is he on and off, mercurial? I don't know. He was great in the Thiestes. On that form, he could win it. Last time, he was a bit muted, although better than the uh, literal form. Uh, I think the rain will have helped him. Uh, Coco Beach. Ch uh, chance, I think, of placing. Chance of placing. Well, so hang on, this is chance strength. or no yeah, chance. Okay. okay, so under those strict rules, no chance. Uh, oh, the only thing I'd say about Coco Beach is I think he'll better last year's eighth. He's racing more tractably. He's only eight years of age, Nick. He's surely 43. But actually, the paper tells me that he's eight years of age. He seems like he's been around forever. I think he'll better last year's eighth. Yeah, Eddie O'Leary gave him a chance as well. I say no chance, even with Harry Cobden. Longhouse poet. Chance. Chance. And we are not the only ones. you hear from Charlotte in a moment. Step forward, Jane Mangan first. My Grand National selection has been 12 months in the making. Ever since watching Longhouse Poet take to the fences last year, jump with exuberance and probably race with too much enthusiasm, I felt that he could better his position and go very close in this year's renewal under a more conservative ride. Trained by the man who had number six Valverde, the owners had a change of fortune already at Aintree with dancing on my own. I think Longhouse Poet is made for the race. If he wears a hood in the preliminaries, relaxes early on, gives himself a chance to get the trip, He's a good horse, and he's still off a workable mark. It's Longhouse Poet to lift the trophy for me. Longhouse Poet looked like he'd really taken to the fences last year, and I thought he did well to finish sixth because he pulled so hard throughout the race and only faded after the sort of second last. Um, he looks a lot more of a relaxed individual this year. He won a good race over three and a quarter miles last time over in Ireland, and I think this time around he's going to give himself every chance of getting the trip. 
All right, Charlotte Greenway there. And before her, Jane Mangan, they both like Longhouse Poet, and I think they're not far off the mark. This was my tip in the race last year. He took to the fences absolutely beautifully, but he just did too much, was too exuberant all the way around. If he can be more tractable, he's got a huge chance. Number 13, Gaillard Dumanil. The choice of Paul Townend rather than man of the moment. Yes, big chance. Chance. Mm. What's not to like? Uh, nothing. Durasso, Luke Dempsey for Joseph O'Brien, the blue cap of J.P. McManus. No chance. No chance. He's to start now. No, ca- I cannot get the trick. I mean, he's he's a super horse. You'd love to own him, wouldn't you? I mean, he's been towards the top rank over hurdles and chases for, you know, how many seasons now? But no chance here. Le Milos, the Coral Gold Cup winner from Newbury. No chance. Chance. Really? Yes. OK. Um, I'm not sure whether he's going to take to a large field. I noticed that in a smaller field than usual for the uh, Hennessy, Coral Gold Cup, uh, that he raced towards the outside. I'm also not completely convinced he's going to stay. No chance. Chance. Big chance, Le Milos. Explain es- yourself. Well, I didn't think he was stopping at the end of the, whatever you want to call it, the Coral Gold Cup it is now. OK, needed strong driving, but kept responding for pressure. I think Skelton is one of the best, if not not the best target trainer in the country. Mm-hmm. I just think he's got a great shot. Mm-hmm. Escaria 10, no chance. No chance. Uh, one of the, the least chances in the race for me. Doesn't like horse racing. Yeah, he's a sulky, mm. sulky so-and-so, isn't he? I was going to say something else there. So, so, I, was in a, I was in pub mode. Sulky so-and-so. They've taken the headgear off, I note. Uh, the big breakaway for Joe Tizard and Brendan Powell, whose father won the race on Rhyme and Reason in 1988. <laughs> Absolutely no chance whatsoever. Uh, with a heavy heart, I have to say no chance, because he's the sort of horse I'd love to see run well. But no, I, I just don't think he take, picks up the bridle no. with enough zest, really, no. for a race like this. Cape Gentleman, wonderful story. Pierre Manigo, his great, great... I think it's great-grandfather, isn't it? Is it? Or is it great-great-grandfather? Won the race 100 years yes, ago. Yes, absolutely. And he's bought this horse to run in the Grand National. Jodie McGarvey for Shark, the Shark Handler. Yeah, no chance. I'm sorry, but no chance. Yeah, no chance. Roi-Marge, uh, Félix de Giles, or Félix de Gilles, as we now know him, <laughs> riding this ex-French, now Irish-trained horse. Really likeable horse. I'm sorry, but I think no chance. Wouldn't be surprised to see him run well. Yes. Like 7th, 8th, something yes. like that, but no chance. Diol Kerr, Noel Mead and Kieran Buckley. Big race ride for him. No chance. No chance, just a bit slovenly. Yes. A wave of the sea, Shane Fitzgerald and Joseph O'Brien. No chance. I'm going to say chance. Why? Ooh, Why, man? That's, Why? That surprised you, didn't it? It really has. Why? Uh, I don't know, was he 100 to 1 or something? Uh, at least. I'll give Double him a, it. A, big fields. Big fields. He won't mind big fields. And I think he's got a better chance of staying this trip than Durasso, certainly. Okay, he just doesn't strike me as the kind of horse that wants a, a really thorough staying trip. I just think he could be one of those that everyone goes, what the hell's that still there doing? Okay, fine. Whatever. Yeah. Minella Trump, Theo Gillard, Brian Hughes not riding the horse. The owners wanted to give Theo a chance. No chance, I'm afraid. No, no chance. Uh, Vanillier, Sean Flanagan for Gavin Cromwell. No chance. No chance, and I don't know why, because he's the sort of horse that a lot of people who are wiser than me think has got a chance. Yeah, for me, he's too ponderous with his jumping. Now, the cheek pieces have helped. He's better this season than he was last season, but I'm just not convinced that he's going to be able to hold his position over the fences. Velvet Elvis for Tom Gibney and Dara O'Keefe. Yeah, I'm in two minds about this. I'm going to go no chance, but I, I'm, I could be wrong. Uh, he certainly shaped well in the Irish Grand National last season. I don't think he's been in the f- same form this time, time around. The trainers talked about him enjoying small fields recently. Well, it's the opposite of that. I am going to give him a chance. Uh, I think he, he can run well. Ain't that a shame. Rachel Blackmore and Henry de Bromhead teamed up with Manila Times to win the race in the COVID year. Can they do so again? Winner!
Well, you can explain your reasoning in a moment. Lee Mottershead agrees with you. For my Randox Grand National tip, I'm going with Ain't That a Shame to win for Henry de Bromhead and Rachel Blackmore. It seems to me he has a huge amount going for him. He's a young, progressive chaser. He travels like a dream. He's got form in some big fields, staying handicapped chases in Ireland this season. But he also has the potential to improve significantly for the marathon distance. I've liked him for the race for some time now, and my confidence has not waned in the least. So for me, it's ain't that a shame to win the national. Lee Mottishead. Likes ain't that a shame. And so does Lydia Hislop. I think there's nothing not to like about this horse. I think he's steadily progressive. He handles large fields. I think he will stay. He travels strongly. There's what, I've got one concern about him. And that is that he can be in himself a little bit zesty. And I worry that the occasion might make him overly so. So I, I worry about the sort of longhouse poet scenario whereby he just, he just goes too well and doesn't have enough left. But I'm hoping that Rachel Blackmore will bring all of her vast experience, the experience that saw her win on Manila Times and, and wait and wait and wait. And she'll have him well covered up and make sure that he's delivered at the right time. The winner, ain't that a shame? No chance. Correct Rambler is number 26. No, moving on. Correct Rambler, number 26, Derek Fox. For Lucinda, for Lucinda Russell. No chance. Well, I think he'll, he could... Is this, this is your snow leopardess from last year, isn't it? He can it? hit the frame. He can definitely hit the frame. But he just doesn't travel well enough. And, you know, I, I realise that he's going to be a danger even if he's a dot on the horizon at the last. He's going to come down the straight really strongly and it's a very long straight. But I think he's got a place chance at best. And this is chance or no chance, Nick. And here's Rishi Passad. So my Grand National 1, 2, 3, 4 is as follows. To win it, Korak Rambler. Very straightforward. I think Derek Fox hopefully fit and raring to go on Korak Rambler. Um, I think that he has got a load more in the tank. And where he is in the handicap, obviously, I don't need to tell everyone. They can tell that he's well in. So Korak Rambler to win the Grand National for Lucinda Russell, Peter Scudamore and Derek Fox. I think Lamilos will run close. Um, obviously, very good at Newbury. I quite like what he did on his recent run at Kelso. And I'm sure Harry Skelton would love to take that ride back again. But uh, I think he is including my calculations. Gaya Dumanil. Uh, Paul Townend's pick for the Willie Mullins team. Uh, again, another staying chaser who's open to improvement. And I'm going to chuck in the big breakaway. Sentimental, yes, but um, I think this test will suit him more than, say, running at Cheltenham, for example, where I don't think the up-and-down nature and the stiff offences, and I say stiff offences, I'm sure once he's able to flick through a few of the fences at Aintree and he gets into a rhythm, I think he'll run very well. Um, he's clearly a, a talented staying chaser, and the more that his stamina's brought into play, uh, the better his chances. So that's my first four in the Grand National. Hopefully I've got something in that quartet that hits the tins. That was Rishi. Lydia said no chance. I'll say chance. Korak Rambler, just handicapped. So well handicapped. Mm, Yard know how to do it. They're in great form as well. Enjoy Dalen, who was the great wise guy horse last year. Do you remember he snuck in at the bottom and there was the switcheroo with the reserves? Yes, stumbled in and seated rider first. Uh, it all came to an end pretty quickly. He's not in the same kind of form, is he? Um, so no chance. Absolutely no chance whatsoever. Um, enjoy Dalen. Let's hear from Tom Stanley. Every year we do this to Tom. 
My tip for the National is enjoy Dallin, who was a 20 to 1 shot this time last year. He's about four or five times the price this time round. He didn't get further than the first when he unseated. He's twice been a, a staying on horse in the Irish National. A couple of years ago, he was third in that race and surely being campaigned this year very much with this Grand National in mind. Enjoy Dallin at a price for me. Actually, having heard that... Every year we do this to Tom, don't we? Every year. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Think of the victory. Think of, think of the victory dance that he can have if, if Enjoy Dallin wins. I think I know where he's coming from. I think I know where he's coming from. They've revolved the whole year-round one race. They yeah. knew they'd get him in off the mark, etc. Yeah. Anyway, no chance. Mr. Incredible, Brian Hayes and Willie Mullins. Absolutely no chance whatsoever. I'm going to say chance. Why? I know it's a big if that, that he behaves himself, that he starts and so forth. But he he stays, he's so inexperienced. He's hardly had any racing. That's partly he his could, own fault. He could, <laughs> he could be open to an absolute bucket load of improvement. Yeah, he just, he just doesn't travel well enough for me. And he's, you know, he's refused to race. He's a bit sweeter for Willie Mullins, but he was begrudging in the finish in the Kim Mule. Okay, it starts getting quite fun now. Mr. Coffee. No chance. No chance. I mean, I tried to get Nico de Boinville gingered up yesterday. Well, even when Nicky Henderson was asked about uh, whether he could finally win the Grand National with Mr. Coffee, and he went, probably not. <laughs> Cloudy Glenvenish has won it before with Mon Moam. Charlie Deutsch taking the ride for the late Trevor Hemmings connections. Super horse, no chance. Uh, no chance. Would give him a chance if it was his first run of the season. Absolutely. Really, really goes well fresh. Super run at Haydock, two starts back. Nothing like it last time. Uh, Hill 16. No chance. Although I would say the cheap pieces being added will help because he does tend to get behind, and I think that's a really good move. So I think he will complete. And again, you, what would you say before about seventh or eighth type horse? Mm. That's that's him, I think. Yeah, I say no chance. Even though he's got Ryan Mania aboard, he's had a, an interrupted preparation. This horse, Ryan Mania, won the race on Aurora's Encore Correct. back in 2013. <laughs> Peter Carberry bidding to emulate his brother Paul. He won the race on Bobby Joe. Peter gets the ride on Gabby's Cross. Here's David Yates. This is David Yates and my selection for the Randolph's Grand National of 2023 is number 32, Gabby's Cross. This horse won a big prize at the Galway Festival last July and since then has run well in two nationals, fifth in the Kerry National at Listowel in September and third in the Leinster National at Nace last month. Gabby's Cross ran sixth in the three-mile handicap chase at Leopardstown over Christmas, finishing two and three-quarter lengths behind his stablemate Ain't That a Shame, who is significantly shorter in the betting despite being two pounds worse off at the weights. The fact Gabby's Cross can make the odd mistake is less of a worry with the current national fences than in days gone by and he'll stay beyond three miles whether he'll get four and a quarter is another matter but at 50 to one it's worth paying to find out the last decade of this storied race has been strewn with shocks and i hope there will be another one to pay for the celebrations in the wake of the nick luck daily scooping the gong for the best sports talk podcast in the sports podcast group awards the randolph's grand national duo for entry at 5 15 on saturday selection number 32 Gabby's Cross. So, Gabby's Cross, Lydia. Absolutely no chance whatsoever. Gets too far behind and can't jump. Okay, I say no chance. Sorry, Yatesy. <laughs> Recite a prayer. Jack Foley was the last man jocked up for the ride on Recite a Prayer in the John Turner colours. Fifth string for Willie Mullins? Yeah, no chance. No chance. Eva's Oscar. Would be the first Welsh-trained winner of the race since 1905, Alan Johns for Tim Vaughan. 
uh, a lovely horse. This is a bit above his pay grade. No chance. I think he'll complete mm-hmm. and, and probably run quite a nice race, but no chance. Our power, Sam's, Thomas and Twiston Davis. Sam Twiston Davis was fifth on Hello Bud. That's his best grand national placing in 2010. Chance. Uh, I was impressed by the win at Kempton. I do wonder a little bit about tactical speed, but maybe that's just down to him and how he races. So, chance. Uh, Hart says yes, please. Head says no, thanks, no chance. But... I'm not sure Cornelius Lysett thinks the same. Hello, Cornelius Lysett here. Um, what a gloriously competitive Randox Health Grand National it is. Um, you could make a case for 25, 30 of them and not look even vaguely stupid. Clearly a lot of Irish runners and very struck by how positive Willie Mullins was repeating his positive words on the podcast earlier in the week about Capadano. But don't discount the home team, Korak Rambler, clearly, Lamilos as well, and our power. He's the right kind of age, he's got the right kind of weight, a very low one, he's got pretty good form coming into the race, and he has that special thing for, for a Grand National contender, uh, a potential heartwarming story, partly owned by Di Walters uh, and trained by Sam Thomas, both of whom were in that helicopter crash late last year. So for me, it's number 35, our power with Sam Twiston Davis riding to win the Grand National. Uh, Dun Boyne, another one for Gordon Elliott, snuck in near the bottom. Jack Tudor, a new stable jockey for David Pipe, gets the ride. Absolutely no chance whatsoever. Um, you know, the, the best side of Dun Boyne was that bobbing finish in the in the Thiestes with Carefully Selected. Usually we see the other side of Dun Boyne. No chance. No chance. Frankie Duberle comes into the race, having refused at the last in the cross country. Yeah, I'm going to forgive him that slightly. I think he was tired and I think he was distracted by a loose horse, but tired over three miles six in the cross country says non-stayer to me no chance no chance big ride for ben jones for peter bowen who's got such a good record over these fences fortescue hugh nugent riding in the silks of his late grandfather henry daly trains the horse headgear swap might help but as far as i can see he just dislikes this place he doesn't like the fences i'm not sure he likes anywhere particularly to be honest so no chance i'm gonna say chance oh really go on mm. i uh, now it's going to have to turn into a proper test so there's there's a lot of conditions here and in reality if I was asked to pick my top seven or eight in the race he'd probably be sitting in at six or seven no this is but, surely no chance but I, chance. I, I can envisage a scenario okay. I can envisage a wacky scenario where he could win the race so I'm going to say chance I'm sure I'm sure Henry Daly agrees with you Eeyore uh, <laughs> back, back on the lash Adam Wedge for Martin Keithley in the colours of uh, Harry Redknapp you know yeah I'm uh, lots of people have, who I who whose views I respect think that this horse is going to run well I'm going to say no chance but I'm uh, but I'm I'm slightly wary of it he's a very likeable horse but no chance no chance and born by the sea Philip Enright for Paul John Gilligan the last of the 40 to sneak into the Randolph Grand National, no chance. Absolutely no chance whatsoever. And there you have it. All 40 runners in this year's Grand National. Lydia, now you just have to give me your one, two, three, four. Okay, uh, first is Ain't That a Shame. Um, Second is Gayard Dumenil. I see those two finishing a long way clear, I think, ahead of our Longhouse Poet and Korak Rambler running on from a distant horizon into fourth. Okay, here we go. For me, first, in an extraordinary weight-carrying performance for brilliant target trainer Ted Walsh and Mark Walsh, no relation, is any... I always have to say it. Any second now uh, for J.P. McManus. I think... I think Capadano could finish second. Danny Mullins for Willie Mullins for all the reasons given. I've gone 
third, Gaia Dumenil, the stable companion. And fourth, Longhouse Poet, who, if you're going to ask me one horse who just will run well, yes. it'll be him. I thought he jumped the fences extraordinarily well. Another horse who did is Lifetime Ambition. If he was running in the top, I'd really fancy him. Well, what about the sharpest eyes here in the media centre at Aintree? The men who'll be calling the races for all sorts of different media outlets. Martin Harris, first of all. Martin, who are you working for? I'm working for Radio 5 Live, Nick. Where will you be posted? I'll be stuck on the embankment, so I'll be calling... Once John's taken them over the Melling Road, I'll take them over the first five fences. Okay, and who do you think is going to win the Randolph's Grand National? Um, I'm going to select Longhouse Poet. Thought he ran well last year when he was a bit too keen. Will you be picking up all the mistakes that Darren Owens made? <laughs> no, he'll be, he'll be cleaning up after me. I hand over to him. No better man for it, does. It's the other way around. Look, I do the mopping up. What he hasn't called the first fence, that I'll be, I'll be mopping up. No, I'm Radio 5, um, Nick. I'm at positioned at the canal turn, uh, so I'll be taking the field over the iconic fences, Beaches, Brook, Foynhaven and the canal. All right, who's going to win? Well, rather boringly, I'm with him, Longhouse Poet. I backed the horse last year. I backed the horse last year. And for the same reasons, if they can just ride the horse with a bit more restraint this year, I think he's a big player. It's a lot of love for Longhouse Poet. Here's the man himself, Mark Johnson, ITV commentator. Uh, Jonas, where are you going to be this year? Um, I've got big shoes to, to fill because I'm actually in the position that John Hamner himself made famous. I'm, uh, I'm in the uh, ITV box by the third fence. So it's over the Melling Road and over to Mark Johnson? It is indeed, yes. Okay. Uh, and when you have put your bins down and handed back to, to Richard Hoyles, who do you expect to be in contention and, and passing the winning post in front? Well, every commentator loves a grey and there, uh, there are three in this year's race. Uh, Coco Beach thought he ran a very good race for a long way when he was eighth last year and then we found out that he'd lost a shoe as well so there were mitigating circumstances I thought the win at Punchestown last time was a career best so Coco Beach for me that's Mark Johnson will be commentating for ITV David Fitzgerald has the ear not only of the racing TV audience but also of the um, global audience I think quite a bit of the global audience and uh, and the public here at Aintree David so where are you going to be for the Grand National I will be at the Canal Turn so taking them from the, the wonderful beaches until they rise over Valentine's okay. Valentine's actually is an incident packed race in recent years yeah, it has been it has been yeah, there's still a fair test out there what, despite what anyone says ok who's going to win I think there's every chance Noble Yates will go very close really? to winning it the second really? time I thought he ran really well in the Gold Cup and um, I don't think he'll be far away. All right, great work yesterday, David. David uh, going for Noble Yates. And uh, Alan Howe's also part of the Racecourse commentary team. Alan, where are you going to be uh, stationed this year for the National? I'm going to be on the bank, Nick, down by the third fence. So when uh, Simon hands over to me, it's across the John Hamner Melling Road, I'll be picking him up and leading him down towards Beaches. And then I'll pick them up again on the other side after Valentine's until they get to the Anchor Bridge crossing. And you've got to make sure that you, uh, you shut out the, the Mark Johnson surround sound. He'll be sharing the, sharing the gantry with you. I think he's the position above me, so hopefully I'll be all right. All right, who's going to win this year, Alan? Uh, I think Delta Work. I think, I think after his chart and the win, I think he's, he's going to be spot on this time. <laughs> and, of course, Simon Holt, I don't ask how many Grand Nationals you've done, Simon. Well, somebody asked me yesterday, actually, and I said, when was Little Polvere? 89. As usual, you're on the button. <laughs> um, and where are you going to be this year? I'm in the stands this year, calling okay. the finish. Yeah. You're top and tailing for the course and for the world. 
Well, yes, we have the biggest... All 500 million of them. I think we have the biggest audience of all the broadcasters this week. Yeah. Okay, so who's going to win? I've gone for Korak Rambler, very uninspiringly, but best handicapped horse in the race. Yeah, and a great story as well. Stuart, you're part of the on-course team as well? Uh, I'm part of the ITV team. Oh, are you Stuart Major? Yes. I see. You're, you're, you crossed the floor so many times, I, I, can, I can't keep up with you. I am um, ITV commentary as Harry Lyme. I'm the third yeah. man at the Canal Turn. This or, year. or anyone's, if you, if you prefer. <laughs> uh, all right, so you're at the Canal Turn. Yeah. Who, who's going to be passing you going well? Uh, well, Corrad Ramble, I think, uh, certainly. But I think Lifetime Ambition could win it for Jesse Harrington. I think he fits the right profile. Slight stamina doubts, but given the way he's been finishing off over three miles, I think he'll get the trip. What's the collective noun for commentators? Misinformation. OK, well, we need to round this off with uh, the ITV caller, Richard Hoyles, who's the only man I haven't heard from so far. I think we've talked to everyone else who's on every gantry. You're in the stands for ITV. Um, who's going to win? Longhouse Poet would be my suggestion. Um, I thought a lot of us, I think, have probably saddled him with our selection. Um, <laughs> Martin, Martin as well. We're really putting the mockers on him. Um, did an interview with Martin Brazel, actually, and he said that he just thought he was a little bit lit up last year rather than not stay, because I thought he might not have stayed. They're just hoping to ride him a bit more conservatively. He's been round here. Martin's horse is running well, so look, as good as any. Not a great record in the race, but Longhouse Poet. I'll burden him with my selection. There's a lot of commentators in here. As usual, making a lot of noise. Right, well, back here in the horse and groom with our work done, we've been treated to breakfast. Obviously, I had to enlist the help of Neil Phillips. I'm going to call him our resident wine tipster now. I just annex everyone to this podcast. Um, Alistair Coe is here as well. Alistair is normally the head chef at, at Carlisle Racecourse, but is here for the, here for the week. And um, has, it, has it gone down well so far? Yeah, it's gone down really well. I think it's a great concept, the horse and groom, and it's kind of like it gives the, the guys who want the hospitality an option, not necessarily to have the fine dining hospitality, but something a little bit more homely and a little bit more, you know, uh, that they kind of like like to you know would like to eat sort of thing. So what have you got for us this morning? Uh, so this morning I've just given you a little eggs Benedict here with some nice crisp bacon, but it, and that forms part of our one of our me- main meals in the restaurant, which we've got like a nice uh, burger, which is um, you know British nice minced beef burger, and it's on the toasted muffin, poached eggs, hollandaise, crisp bacon, nice homemade chips as well. So, you know, it's, it's a lovely meal and it's just a burger done a little bit differently, which is great, you know. So, you know, people can have a, the jockey club experience. While sure. you've been talking, Lydia's in, in a hail most of it. I've got looking forward to mine. <laughs> well, you've been yabbering on. I thought I'd just carry on eating. Perfectly poached egg. Really tasty egg as well. Really nice egg. And the bacon is delicious. Lydia... <laughs> Lydia has a pint and a half of lager <laughs> in front. Not just a pint, a pint and a half of lager. Now, now you're showing in, your naivety. In, in this fr- here is pale ale. Right. That's lager. Okay, a pint of pale ale, half a lager. <laughs> I haven't seen. I I haven't seen drinking like this at this time of day since I was last at Stansted Airport. It's a holiday maker's breakfast. It really is. Um, I I have to say, I did turn a little pale when um, Neil uh, produced this pint and a half this morning. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm. I'm I I do like pubs. I like pale ale. Do I like them at this time in the morning, Neil? (laughs) So so that hollandaise and the pale ale. Um, I haven't touched the pale ale yet. Well, you, 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 I think Neil probably wants to do the introduction. Yeah, yeah. No, what we say, so what we've got here, I know it's great, it's great with Alistair here. This has been really popular, horse and groom. Yeah. So we've got this Atlantic pale ale, 
just for Lydia to taste and myself and you, Nick. And also, what I have got is a lager, Stara Prama, zero alcohol Stara Prama. Right. So well, that's a big push as well. So, so this is in the yeah, half pint. Yeah, that's in the half pint. Right. So have a taste of that as well. And that's been, yeah, it's getting more and more popular, the zero alcohol. All right, so... Can you pull, pull the face that you pulled when, <laughs> when it was suggested that you might have to have some pale ale? Do you think you can reproduce that naturally? Yes, yes, yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. yes, you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nick, Nick pa- had a cup of coffee. Yeah, pale ale's <laughs> not, your, not your drink, is it? Couldn't manage a whole one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can manage this rather nice glass of, uh, what is it? Bodegas Care from Spain. Spanish white wine. Lovely and fruity, easy drinking. This is one of our, this is a wine we have, you know, lots of big tables in the horse and groom. People are going to choose one white, one red. And I think this goes down perfectly. Nice and dry. Really easy drinking. I would have one of each, quite happily. <laughs> very nice. Neil, thank you very much. I need to ask you what your Grand National selection is. Well, I didn't hear your interview, so I'm going to act Lamilos for me. I do, I'm slightly concerned about when he jumps the last. My chance for me. No chance. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Thanks, Lydia. You've got to drink the pale ale. This is not a drinking game. No, it's not. chance or no chance. But, look, I've been on Lamilos since he won at Bangor in September. I tipped him up for the big handicap at Newbury in November. He could have won at Kelso, we know that. Ground's going to be no problem whatsoever. He's a good jumper, and I really do fancy him. Eight-year-old, good chance. Alistair? I'm with Neil on this one. I'm with the same horse as him, so yeah. You're with Lamilos as yeah. well. Lamilos as well. Lamilos yeah. yeah. table here. That's, yeah. that's three with a chance for Lamilos, but Lydia bravely holding out against uh, against that. And can you t- tell me about the the pale ale? Whether you like it? Uh, the pale. I know. I, I I have to confess to you. Yeah. Neil, Nick, I have had this drink before. Yeah. And I do like it. Okay. If I was at the race course, yes, I would be drinking this. What about the Star of Ramen? <laughs> Not so much. Mm, I, I, I'll start it by saying I'm not a lager fan. So it wouldn't be, even if it was 0%, it wouldn't be something I naturally tend towards. But I appreciate low alcohol and no alcohol things. There's plenty of pale ales that are delicious, that are done that way, but lager's not my thing. I appreciate low alcohol things less. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to get a nice (laughs) Thank you all very much. I'm going to tuck into my eggs benedict. Enjoy the Randox Grand National. Uh, ITV Racing TV, 5.15 tomorrow, wherever you are in the world. Uh, Let them all come back safely. We will see you after the weekend. Bye-bye. Cheers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association, and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. (laughs) 